have you been told you should be posting on social media more often? Well, let's talk about why and how you can easily do that. That's what's up next. Welcome. We have a new guest for our Up Next podcast today. We have Julie from our agency team. Julie, will you give us just a a quick rundown who you are, what you're about? Yeah. So I'm Julie Walsh. I work in the agency. Been with Smarty Sailing about a year. Um, and I'm an account coordinator and might work on some of your sites. Um, and today I'm here to talk a little bit about social media and good strategies that we employ and have started rolling out for some of our clients. Awesome. Excited to have you. Thank yep. you. Yeah. So Julie, social media, it's uh it that's a term that can mean so many things to so many people as it relates to to our client base and, and, and local retailers, what should they be paying attention to? You know, what what are the what's the opportunity? Um, you know, what are they missing if they don't do it? What would you say to somebody that says, I'd like to, but I really don't know how to even start? Social media is the easiest way to engage with your customers in a personable way, but also show what your shop is offering. So rather than just, hey, we have all these new bikes in, people like to post events. They like to post posts from their sponsors. They like to engage and really show their voice. Because unless you walk into a bike shop and you talk to a bunch of people that work there, you might not really get the flavor of the shop and might not know if that's, you know, your vibe. And social media is the easiest way to do that. Even something as simple as an Instagram reel or story, just to show what's going on in the shop. People feel a lot more engaged. And when you're just talking to customers in the store, you're missing out on a lot of people who might be looking for a bike shop, but aren't necessarily just going to walk right in and strike up conversation. It's a good way to give the profile and sort of the flavor of your shop to a much wider audience than you would otherwise have. Yeah. yeah. So, so there's people that, that are into Facebook or Instagram that might have a chance to find you where otherwise they may not find your website or may not drive past the store. Is that the idea? Yeah, exactly. I mean, when I'm looking for, say, a new shoe store or a new outdoor store, if I want a kayak, what I'll do first is look on social media, see what my friends are doing, see where they're going. And that's how I found all these great shops and companies that I like to go to, because that's what's telling me what's really going on. A website is a wonderful way to see what the offerings are, what's going on. But without seeing what people in the shop are actually posting or even customers that go in and tag them and go on different rides. I don't necessarily know who these people are and why I should go to this specific shop. And it's quick and it's easy. If you're able to post one or two times a week to Instagram or Facebook or make a short TikTok, people are really going to respond to that. They know that you want to be engaging with them. Mm-hmm. I love what you said about um, social media is just like an excellent tool for sharing your voice. I heard you say flavor. Um, and then something similar to personality, but I'm interpreting it as personality. Vibe. Vibe. Thank you. Vibe. I know it was. Yes. What's the vibe? I love that because so many times, you know, so many, especially bike shops or other um, outdoor retailer stores, like the images you have at your disposal are usually supp- supplied by your brands. So, you know, you have pictures on your website, maybe pictures you're utilizing in your email marketing that don't really necessarily always display exactly who you are and your 
shop culture and your personality and social is really a way to shine there. Yeah. You know, I, I think, I think the website can, but it is, mm-hmm. I, it seems to be the website is an overall snapshot of the business. I think what, where Julie's pointing out some good use of social is it's granularity. What's the shop like? You know, what's the service center like? What's, what are your people we, like? What are your people like? We do the rides. What what's it look like on new bike day? And it's all those other things that are, they're, they're real time, you know, whereas we talk about branding on the website and telling the brand story of the store. I think what you're getting at is social lets you break that down into much more granular levels across the business itself and how you're engaging with your customer base and friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I think you really hit the nail on the head with the branding versus getting more specific, because if I've never ridden a bike before and I'm looking for a shop, I might not know what to look for on a website in order to understand if this is the right shop for me. But if I'm seeing, you know, a monthly posts where it's like, here's this cool bike that one of our customers rides and here are all the modifications, I can understand better what they're looking to show people. It's, mm-hmm. it's a really targeted way of expressing that voice and that vibe. And the reason I say vibe is because social media is can be really nuanced. It's not just, hey, we have bikes and we're a bike shop. It's it's a lot more about personality. And it's a one-sentence caption that's well-written and, you know, maybe there's a funny joke in there, can convey a lot more to the average Instagram user than maybe a long snippet on their About Us page, which are really helpful those are informative and good. But if I don't know what I'm looking for and I'm just trying to sort of suss out who these people are and why I want to ride with them or buy a bike at their shop, it's a, it's an easy way to get that. Yeah. So I'm kind of hearing it's a really great tool for attracting new customers. Maybe I'm new to riding. So your social can really help show me that you you cater to all sorts of folks. You're not just like people, people who are really experienced. And then it's also great for con- continuing to connect with your existing customers. That's what I was going to say. It sounds like that's how, because you know, we talk a lot about inclusivity lately. Um, and you want to be able to not just, it's not enough to be welcoming. You know, we need to invite people into the store. Is that a, is that a fair way to look at you know, I'm thinking about the people I want to have come shop at my business. How do I express to them that they're not just welcome, but I'm inviting them in? Is that a good use for social as well? Yeah, that's really well put, especially now in the era of COVID, though most restrictions have been limited and you know toned down, people are still, they want to do the background research. They want to know what they're getting into when they walk into a bike shop. I feel like a lot of consumers, and maybe this is just me, but before I go into a store looking for something specific, I do my research. And that is primarily on social media because I want to know, like, should I be going into this store? Is this the right one for me? And bike shops in particular, like you were saying, Susie, it's all about the new customer and understanding what their desires are and putting that out there so they feel comfortable coming in and then the engagement on a more regular basis for customers who come back time and time again feels really good when i'm looking for information about a store it's going to be on social media because maybe they're closed and maybe they didn't update their hours on their store 
but they post something about it on Instagram. And that's important to me. I've definitely been in a situation where I checked their website and it said one thing going into, I don't know, a paddleboard rental store. And I didn't realize they were closed because I didn't check their Instagram, only their website, which was, I guess, my bad. So it's just, it's quick, it's easy, and you're always going to give them the information they want. Well, now that would never happen for uh, one of our clients who you help. You'd always never. make sure that their website, their Google My Business listing, and all their socials were updated appropriately. So that's absolutely. And that's another good point is across platforms, keeping things consistent. So if you're posting yeah. to Facebook and Instagram and you have this new event, you're also going to want that on your website. And it's yeah. easy. If you can just literally copy things, you know, onto your Instagram, onto your Facebook, maybe use Twitter, just so it's consistent across all platforms. Customers really appreciate that. I know I do. And that's, it's just so easy to do. Updating your Instagram bio, five seconds. But if a customer tries to come into the shop and they're closed, that can be frustrating. Yeah. Well, let's back up a bit because we've talked a lot about the, the why, Let's talk a little bit about the how. So let, let's just start simple with Facebook. I'm I'm working in the store. What would I do on Facebook? What would you suggest as if I haven't done this yet or if I tried it and I got frustrated years ago and now the last post is two years ago? What's the easiest way to do that? You know, we've, you, you've said reels and stories and you've said all these things that maybe everybody doesn't understand. What's the simplest way on Facebook to talk about that. And then what is the, the same kind of thing across those platforms? Yeah. So the most important thing on Facebook is posting consistently and Facebook, well, meta, I guess has a really nice system where you can schedule posts. So if you find yourself with, you know, three hours of dead air time in the shop for some reason, and you have three ideas for an Instagram post, you can, or a Facebook post, sorry, you can write them all up and put them in your planner on your Facebook and they'll just go out consistently. That's the most important thing is when customers see that you are actually posting on regular intervals. Not that you need to physically do it at regular intervals, but just making sure that there's content going out a lot. If I see a shop that hasn't had an Instagram post in a year or two, that's not good engagement. It's If you have a moment to post a new bike that you just got into the shop or send a picture of a ride that a couple of people in the shop just went on with different customers. It's quick, it's easy, and you don't really have to think about it in the long term. You can just put it all in there. Right. But but let's let's back up. What's the post? Oh, sorry. So a great post that I like to do um, for different clients is new bike day is a good one. Mm -hmm promo posts, if you're having a sale, even just a picture of you in the shop saying, Hey, we're doing this or our day is clear and we have plenty of time to service your bike. Come on in simple you things. Go. Anything you think of that's going on in the shop, you can post about. Honestly, there's no such thing as posting too much. So if you see a customer come in with a really cool bike and you think, wow, that's great. Like I'd love to showcase that on our Facebook. Do you mind if I snap a picture and ask you a question or two? That's a 10-minute easy project, and you just send that post. So picture and some words. Picture and some words. That's it. doesn't need to be complicated. And it sounds like a lot of the conversations you have in your store can really drive some of that content, too. Just I think like Julie said, you're like, 
oh yeah, our service schedule is clear tomorrow. We should get that information out there. Or you have a customer come in, they're just like, hey, what, what's new? What, what have you gotten in the shop lately? That's good content, right? Yeah, great content and easy to do because if you're in the shop, you know, you know that you have, you know, five new high end mountain bikes and you know that a lot of your customers have been looking for those. Send that post out on Facebook and Instagram. You can send actually the exact same thing on both platforms. It's very easy to do. And suddenly you'll see, you know, maybe someone comes in the shop because they saw your post or they were tagged or something like that. All right, so I'm going to take a minute to fact check something we've talked about for years with retailers around social. And, and that is, if you are posting that picture about these bikes just got to the store, we're about to get them up on, this, on the floor, you need to come see them. We would always suggest to the, to the client that take the picture, write the little caption about the bike, but also include a link back to the website to that specific bike. Because it's a little call to action of sorts. If somebody says, wow, that really is the bike I want. We want them to be able to find that on the website and buy it and interact with it quickly. Is that still, Julie, would you still say that's a good best practice? Yeah, absolutely. Especially on Facebook, it's so easy to include links. It can, it'll pull the image of the bike right onto your Facebook. On Instagram, it's a little trickier. You can't put links in captions, but you can put a link to your site in the bio or no, that's the easiest way. And if they see the bike, they can easily just scroll right up, click on it, and get to that product page right away. So in- including those links is really helpful. People don't like clicking around, um, so we want to make it as easy for them as possible. Cool. Mm-hmm. So um, what about, you said frequency is important. Does that vary by platform? In other words, is does Facebook like few times a week and Instagram likes more. I know Twitter, if, if you're into Twitter, you need to be tweeting a lot. Uh, is that is that the same with the others or are there differences across platforms? Twitter is the most different among those. If you're tweeting, it's got to be pretty frequent. Fortunately, those are short, so it's not difficult to keep up with that. Just, you know, hey, the store's closed on Saturday, something like that. Facebook and Instagram, if you can post once a week and that's all you can manage, that's great. That's still a high level of engagement with your customers. Um, Twice a week or more, even better. You also don't want to over-inundate your customers with content, but if they see that you're posting regularly and checking those posts, responding to comments, that's the most important thing. Just staying consistent, um, and that can be made easier by scheduling out your posts, just making sure, you know, the month of September, we have six different posts going up. That's enough consistency that people are happy with that. I wouldn't want to see 10 Instagram posts from a shop in one week, but two, maybe three, that's great. Then I know they're checking, they're watching, they're engaging. But wait a minute. A minute ago, you said you can't over, what did you say? You can't over post? You said you can't, you said something about you can't do too much. So so can <laughs> you do too much or can you just not do too much uh interesting like you gotta it's gotta be of interest exactly um you want it to be interesting you don't want to be posting just for the sake of posting i think that's an important distinction Mm -hmm. um just because you're making instagram posts facebook posts it doesn't mean people are going to like them and your engagement might actually slip if you just post hey i'm in the shop today and that's your whole post (laughs) and you do that three times a week people aren't going to like that over posting actual posts like a new instagram 
you know, picture with a caption is one thing, but you could post a story every day. You could post just, you know, a little snippet on your Instagram or even on your Facebook story, just with some information like hours today. And, you know, if you, some shops have a, you know, beer tap or coffee in them, you could just say, come by, grab a cup on your story. And then that's, that'll disappear. That's not overloading your platform with content, but it's letting people know that you're there and you're looking and you're wanting to engage with customers. That's a great point. I love that. So yeah, things like what stories, reels, what is it? Shorts on YouTube. Those are kind of good. Like just kind of like quick little fun updates. Maybe it's like, Hey, we got, we got Joe in the service department today. Yeah, exactly. Um, So those are easy. Those are so like you could do five minutes and then have some great content for a day and reels, you know, they'll sit on your Instagram so people can scroll through them and really enjoy that. Um, TikTok is another really great platform. If you are looking like if maybe you're in a college town, that's where your shop is situated. Guaranteed your TikTok content will show up on college student around the areas. Uh, Mm. profiles, I guess. Yeah. Do you, do you know many bike shops that are using TikTok? I don't, I am not a huge uh, TikTok user myself, so I can't speak too much to it, but I do know that everybody around me uses it all the time and that the algorithm is just amazing. I don't know what they're doing in the background there, but if you have thought about buying a bike somehow, that content will appear on your feed. It's that's, they've got some witchy magic in the background, but TikTok is that's a really great platform to engage, especially with a younger audience. But we're but we're talking about uh, the same premise exists on most of the platforms. In other words, TikTok was so successful. Now there's reels on Instagram, mm. and and so it's okay. I think it's great if you if you have the bandwidth and want to stretch out and and use something like TikTok. But if your comfort zone is Facebook and the choice is do nothing because I'm not doing TikTok or use Facebook, that's okay. The, but the difference between a static post, just an image, and a reel, there's a difference in that, right? I mean, there's there's a little more – I think the current algorithms favor the little short videos on reels and TikToks and, and shorts, or is it anything is good? Well – just as you've said, the algorithm tends to favor those quick snappy videos because they're easily consumed. You know, if it's 10 or 20 seconds, people are going to watch that really quickly and views will climb more quickly. Um, Regular posting, of course, people are always scrolling their Facebook, scrolling their Instagram. It's not something you absolutely need to do. I would say if those short videos are not something that you even know anything about and you just don't feel like putting that on your plate, you're still going to be fine with your regular posting. That algorithm exists. The reels one is, it's just so quick, but with regular posting, you're going to get the same engagement for people who are looking for things like a bike shop near them. Yep. Good. So again, something better than nothing. Get in there, get in there. If you're comfortable snapping a picture and typing words, do it. If you're comfortable holding the button down longer and making a 10 second video that essentially does almost the same thing, but has a little more interest, do that too, but do something. Do something. Yeah. You've nailed it. It's people just want to see that you're around, especially if you're their shop and they've been going to you for years and 
suddenly you're posting more on social media, they're going to feel really warm to that. They're going to like that. Mm. There's just more access, I'd say. Cool. Yeah. I love that. Um, One thing we did, we talked a little bit about, I think like adding links to your Facebook posts or at least making sure that you have your, um, your website linked to the bio of your Instagram account. Um, what about like integrating your shopping catalog with, I guess it's through meta, then that would go to both Facebook and Instagram. Is that something you do a lot, Julie? Yeah, that's been a really, really popular request lately. Um, it's pretty easy to do. You just, well, we can import your catalog for you. And that way it's 10 times easier to make things like product posts that will actually give you a link. You can click on the picture of the bike or the helmet or whatever it is you see, and it'll take you straight to the catalog page. So the shopping experience is a lot more streamlined. There's not all that clicking around and customers will always know what you have. If they're just scrolling around on Instagram and they've expressed interest in a Trek Marlin and you have it, post about it. They'll see it, they'll click it, and then there's a sale right there. Love it. And you could do like multiple items. So you could do like a full ensemble, like, you know. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, you know, fall's coming. You could do a fall catalog post, just the chic jackets you have in, different things like that, back to school. It's, they have really made it easy to get your content on there and then drive the sales right to the site. Susie Livingston, communication marketing manager and smarty tongue stylist. Yes. <laughs> what about the uh, resume? There you go. <laughs> what about hashtags? We hear a lot about hashtags, yeah. and I see them used incorrectly or poorly a lot. What What are our recommendations for how many hashtags? How do you use them most effectively? So we've all seen Instagram posts that have like you know. 20 hashtags underneath them and it makes the posts sort of unattractive but they're a really good way to get people to find you and your sphere so say i'm a bike shop in the bay area if i put a few hashtags in hashtag bay area hashtag cycling hashtag bay area cycling something like that someone is scrolling through those hashtags and they're going to see that post because of it and then they'll engage with you and probably like and give you a follow. So you don't want to go overboard because just on a aesthetic level, it can be a little bit unappealing if you're overloaded with hashtags. But if you use them strategically, they're a really good way to draw in people that might otherwise not have come across your Instagram or your Facebook. Um, It's sort of a nuanced thing. You want to strike a nice balance with it, but they are typically a good thing. Just don't... uh, do too much. And, and for sure, just like we, we, we had to get people used to in the olden days, uh, probably when you were still in grade school, when all the Internet stuff started, we would um, have keywords and people would just stuff keywords all over the place and, and for anything. And then and then the algorithms got smarter and we told people not to do that. And I think it's the same with hashtags. You don't want to put hashtag motorcycle just hoping to drag somebody else in because that's that's going to be an irrelevant result. Um, that That is good advice, correct? Yeah, yeah, I think you're exactly right. Social platforms move quickly and they adapt quickly. So once people realize that putting 20 hashtags could get more people on your post, people stop scrolling through those hashtags. So yeah. there's the market is sensitive. It's not 
Mm-hmm. People aren't just going to click on every single hashtag and scroll through them. So if you use them strategically and pick the ones that suit the post, suit your shop, it's an easy way to draw on people you might otherwise not, but without honestly annoying people with using too many. So I have to come back to the beginning. You know, Mark used, he used the S word. Uh, we try to keep it clean here, but he did, should, he should all over us. Um, and there's so many things as a retailer, as a bike shop owner, as a manager that you're told that you should be doing. And that can be really overwhelming. But I think um, social is an opportunity. It's an opportunity, you know, to connect with your existing customers, attract new ones, let folks know what you have in your store, what's rolling in, what's fresh, what you're excited about, and who you are. And, and I really loved, um, you know, your vibe. I got to I think Julie just used all the right words today. Um, and we can help with that. And, you know, Julie worked really hard to create a new program uh, here at Smarty Tailing. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure thing. So seeing how social can really help shops engage with their customers on, on that more intimate level, um, we came up with two different packages that we use. One's a basic package, so six posts per month. I work with you and we post what's going on. We post honestly anything you want, but the point is consistency with that. It's for shops that maybe are a little shy about social media and just haven't been doing it. It's overwhelming. And it's it's just an easy way to get that off your plate, let someone else take the reins um, and get into a good rhythm with it. They, I think consistency is is the key word there. And then our premium package is 12 posts per month, and that's a bit more involved. That includes engaging with customers, um, strategizing content, of course, things like event posts. So if you have events coming up or maybe you have a weekly ride, um, that'll be included in it. That's for shops that maybe have been doing social media but want to really get into the weeds with it and approach it from a marketing perspective rather than maybe just making sure they're posting all the time. So that's good for shops that, yeah, just want to get more into it, want to get detail-oriented. Awesome. I love it. I think you'd seem like the perfect person to help by their social. I'm excited. Good. This has been fun. Julie, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, We'll get all this wrapped up. There'll be notes in the description. So if you need to reach out to me, Susie, or Julie, that'll be there. So if you have questions about what we've been talking about, social media, how to engage, how to get started, We're happy to help with that and anything else around your website. And with that, we'll close it up and uh, see you next time on what's up next. Thanks, guys. Thanks.